everybody welcome back to the neutral zone this is episode two i'm max miller team site editor from the hockey news of the san jose sharks alongside paul de los santos dude this is fun what a, the hockey started you know we're oh. filming this saturday morning I, i'm super stoked that hockey's going man oh yeah it's it's been it's been intense i mean the vegas golden knights had three games in a week you have two the dark ducks haven't started so some teams haven't even started their season yet so it's kind of crazy a little bit to start the year off yeah. and then we got a couple things we're going to talk about today so i look forward to it yes yeah, it's, it's wild i mean you know you you, you stagger the starts if you've got a fantasy hockey team you kind of got to play around the first couple days you know pick up a couple guys like i've got taylor hall and zach Rorensky. they're dealing with injuries already picking up a couple defensemen you know things like that it's it's been a fun week so far i mean look there's been a lot that's going on here in the pacific division i mean eight one Canucks beating the Edmonton Oilers. Who who thought? I mean, I, you you and Nickelback don't don't get along. So I think think you you'll have some thoughts on that. But look, I want to start off, Paul. We talked about it in the last episode. Is how how was the banner raising? I I gotta know. Oh, the banner was crazy. I mean, the thing was that the surprising thing was the slot machine. I didn't expect the really high definition slot machine to come out with the whole with the whole three Stanley Cups things. It was the scene was intense. I mean, we had a 18,000 fans in the arena, which is the set highest selling regular season game ever. Dang. So it was, it was a scene to behold. I mean, the, the building was loud. It was just like, it seemed loud. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it wasn't, it was crazy. That's, that's the easiest way to put it was that no one expected the slot machine and the banner to come out of that. So it, it was, it was, it was fun. It was a fun night for everyone. But then when the game started, I think, I think everyone was relieved when the game started. Because it was like, okay, now we're back to normal. Now we're back. We're now we're back to the grind, and I think that's yeah. the biggest thing that we take away from that first game was that I think the fans will keep celebrating, but the players start are glad to be back to a normal routine. Yeah, I mean, one thing that Mark Stone talked about this week is he's just ready. You know, they want it. They're ready to move on. The, the celebration's over. Let's. We got a job to do. Um, I thought the I thought the slot machine was was really like cheesy, but good. It was like perfect for mm-hmm. Vegas. I think. It was really good. I think, you know, with ESPN now, you know, obviously you were in the building. You had to get there. Early. What time did you have to get there? You were telling me earlier you had to get there super early. I didn't get there at 3 for an oh. 8.15 start. Because and that's a delayed start the because of ESPN. Was when I got there. That is, that is wild. But, I mean, look. I mean, there's worse places to be. I'll tell you that. But, look, I you know, a late start, fun game. I mean, you look at the game itself. Like you said, that place was loud. It was packed. The fans can continue to celebrate. Vegas looks ready to roll this season. They look like, you know, a team to be reckoned with. And they're saying, hey, you know, they, they had some of the, you know, I think they were like the seventh or eighth best odds to win the Stanley Cup in certain odds makers. Yeah. You and they know, said, it, you know, odds makers are not high on the team. And I think mostly because other teams made moves and the Vegas Golden Knights didn't make moves. I think that's the biggest reason why. I think oddsmakers are a little down on them, and I think that's why a lot of people aren't thinking they're going to repeat because a lot of teams other other areas made moves to improve while the Golden Knights kind of stood pat. So I think that's what their biggest reason why the oddsmakers are kind of lower on Vegas. Yeah, I mean, they stayed, they, they stood pat, but, like, you know, they they made one change, and that was losing Riley Smith, but they replaced him with a roster player that they already had in the minor leagues. So obviously, you know, Ivan Barbashev has been – terrific you know when 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 vegas was here on saturday we were talking to bruce cassidy uh and, and he goes you know we at, drew Romenda asked him did you did you know about his offensive skill they said you know they they knew it had he had you know some offensive skill but he was not that type of player in in in, in vegas uh he was uh he was a player of you know fourth line grinder physical uh it, it, it was 
it was something, you know, um, you know, I mean, Barbara Shebb offensively, Bruce Cassidy told us like, you know, they didn't expect this sort of offensive output. They knew we got a little bit of skill, but obviously I think he compliments Mark so and Eichel so perfectly. He does. And I think the fact that he's a physical force really makes a difference on that line because you have two skilled, highly skilled players on his, on his right. So it makes it, it make, he brings an element that they needed on that line. And I think that's what, coincidentally, the entire left side is a heavy, forecheck heavy, really good offensively, but going to get to their net front work between the, below the dots kind of player. So that, you know, coincidentally, the, all their lines are built the same with, on the left side. So if, if Vegas says scouting, if you're scouting Vegas, you want to like keep into account that the left side is going to be heavy. They're going to be yeah. crashing the net, and it's going to be one of those things where you got to look out to see if teams start picking up on this tendency a little bit that the left side really is a heavy forecheck team. Yeah, I mean, look, when the Sharks played Vegas on, on Thursday, uh, that left side, like you're talking about, they were just so physical. They were just so I, – I, it's just hard to explain. It's hard to put words. They just dominated the Sharks physically. Vegas is a big team. Nick Haig showed why he's, you know, good. And he, and he could play higher in the lineup on most teams, but not on this one. And, look, you guys are still missing Alec Martinez. You guys are still missing Zach Whitecloud, and those are two key defensemen. And, look, Vegas – yeah, they're to me they're still a cup contending team. They really are. Yeah, they, and I say that I think that was the thing is that a lot of people thought they weren't. I, anyone who doesn't think they aren't is clearly doesn't watch enough Vegas <laughs> or stay up for the West Coast. But um, they're a cup contender just because they play so well five on five. They're still working on the special teams. They're still working on that area. But we'll hopefully see improvement in that area if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan. Yeah. But five on five, they're still very good. And yeah, as long as they stay healthy, they're going to be a tough out. Yeah, exactly. You you talked about it there. You know, they got to stay healthy. I mean, that's the key for any team really this season is you got to stay healthy. You look at some of the players. Um, look, there's been some interesting games looking at the Sharks. Mikhail Granlund, you know, speaking of injuries, he he was placed in IR yesterday morning on, on Friday morning. Uh, you know, he was dealing with a bit of an injury, um, lower body. They didn't go into specifics, but I have, I, I have a feeling it's something to do with his leg. I think it's his left groin. Obviously, that's just speculation just from what I see from him and how he reacts after practice and stuff like that. That is not confirmed. That is pure speculation, but it is a lower body injury. That part of it is confirmed. He re-aggravated his injury in the second shift of the game against Vegas. Continue to play through it. Didn't play the last 13 minutes of the game. David Quinn told the media yesterday, you know, he heard, he reactivated the second shift of his game, kept saying that he was okay. And then Quinn said, no, sit down, you're done. Um, he said, he, you know, he looked like half the player. So that just shows you. And I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that Vegas caused the injury, but the heavy play contributed to the reaggravation. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is that injuries are going to happen, especially early on. I mean, we already, Vegas already lost Will Carrier. So. <laughs> Their fourth line left wing, so they had to kind of shuffle some things around with the suspension of Brett Howden. So, it's injuries are going to happen, and the team that the teams that stay the healthiest or get healthy in the playoffs will probably make a run at the cup. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Brett Howden. What did you think of that hit? Eh, it's a little high, a little high. It, was, it wasn't. I don't <laughs> think bet. the intent was there. Bet. I, think, I don't think the intent was there, but I think yeah. I think just the circumstances that he couldn't get his he couldn't he couldn't adjust his body because he was going in one direction. I don't think the intent to hit him high was there, but I think I think it was a good. I think it was it was it, by the rule it is a illegal check to the head. Yeah, I agree. Brett Howden's not a guy who's going to run around and injure people. He's he's just not that player. He's a good skater. He can play some solid defense. 
He could push the play. He's kind of a really strong two-way player. He's still working on growing that offense, but I agree with you. It was a it was a check to the head, and I think a player who doesn't normally hit kind of saw an opportunity to get a big hit. And I think maybe this, you know, this is my like maybe he was playing up to the crowd. You know, he's playing ants, throws tries to throw a big hit, and he got over amped and he saw a situation, like you said, it, it got it got tan of a pie. And I think, you know, to me as somebody who's dealt with a lot of concussions, I think that should be more deserving of three or four games. Um, but two is you know, it's okay. It's two. At least it wasn't a fine. If it was a fine, I'd be, I'd be amazed about what we're doing at Department of Player Safety. <laughs> well, I think the big thing was that it's a first offense. I think that's yeah. a big one. I think. Yeah. Like, I, really yeah. How's not a big hitter? No, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's he's heavy, but he's not. He's not a Ryan Reeves type of hitter. No, and Ryan Reeves. Uh, speaking of him, obviously we could take a look at some former Sharks. Uh, obviously Eric Carlson, his first two assists last night for the Penguins. Ryan Reeves got jumped by Wi-Fi Arbor Jacki in his first game as a Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, but I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about a little bit more in the Pacific Division here. Let's let's move on here. Obviously, I think the big storyline here is the Canucks eight-one drubbing of the Edmonton Oilers. Brock Besser scores four goals. That's that's wild. Like nobody saw that coming. And look, if you want to tell the fans about your Nickelback hatred, go ahead. Tell tell them behind that. You know, I think I think the Nickelback curse is already kicking off. I think I think <laughs> the fact that Nickelback is playing at the Heritage Classic is, you know, it's gonna it's gonna affect both the Flames and the Oilers, but more so the Oilers because <laughs> they're more in cup contention. And I think the I think this is the result of the Nickelback curse. I mean, just. <laughs> No, but on a serious, on a, on a more serious note, I think I think you're seeing the copycat league of the NHL. Like Vegas played their defensive system, and I think Edmonton's trying to implement it. And I think that's the bigger issue right now is that they need to really get buy into the system. I think that's the bigger issue is Edmonton's still working out the little kinks in the defensive system. Yeah, it's eight one. It's early in the season. Look, I think the biggest thing with Edmonton is is Jack Campbell ever going to return to form. Right. I mean, I'm not saying he had a poor game, but he, he didn't have a good one. Um, and then Stuart Skinner, how much, you know, you know, you kind of burn him out last year. He seems very confident. Right. They're, they're interesting. And then you talk about the copycat league like, you know, uh, Vegas's defensive style is so particular and it's so unique that it's very hard to copy. And you look at players like Trisada McDavid, Evander Kane, Ryan Eugene Hopkins, those guys you know, Dreisaitl's got the size and, and the, the play style to play in that system. I think if you were just pluck, and let's say you just swap Eichel and Dreisaitl, I think Dreisaitl would be a little bit more offensive than what Eichel is now, but I think Dreisaitl would be a perfect Bruce Cassidy player because of his size and his skill. I mean, he's just he, he would just dominate in that system defensively, and I think he does already. I mean, he's a part of their first penalty kill unit. But look, you know, big props to, to Vancouver. They went through some issues in the preseason. You know, they got blown out a couple of times. You look at the issues between Connor Garland asking for a trade uh, or seeking out a trade, I should say, switching agents. And then to come out and just, he scores the first goal of their season. Like that's, you know, he's still there to play hockey. He's not, you know, you, you hear about some other things where, you know, like, um, let's see, like like the James Harden stuff going on with Houston. Like, is he going to play hard? Is he just going to quit? No, Connor Garland is going to look for a different trade. Vancouver says they want to move him, get some young players on. It's kind of a mutual thing. But as long as he's in the lineup, he's going to play his, he's going to play his butt off and he scored a goal. Yeah, and, and the thing about the hot NHL is I think the players are still not as in control of their destiny as much as other leagues are. Yeah. I think, I think we talk about this. I think a few players, like I think when Jack Eichel – said he wanted yeah. to go to Buffalo. I think that was like the big like, 
oh my god moment of the NHL. Like right, and you and you look at that one, and it was because of injury. I mean, he wanted this new style of injury, or sorry, not new style of surgery, I should say. And 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 he got it with Vegas. I mean, yeah. Buffalo didn't want to do it. They were so worried about it. Why I don't know. What's interesting is right after that, I don't know if you remember this, but Eichel got the surgery. And then Tyler Johnson of the Chicago Blackhawks had a similar injury. He got the same exact surgery. Both are now playing in their lineups, and they're totally fine. So Buffalo, look, I, I, that marriage just soured, and that was kind of like I think the kicking point because I think Ico really wanted something more competitive, and he got it in Vegas. I mean, Ico's literally never played in an elimination game in his life. Um, like he, they only lost two. At, what, that, what was it? I think it was four one three two three two four one. Or sorry, four two four two four one. I think were the playoff series. So, I mean, that's you know, Ico the Ico trade to Vegas. I think was the perfect move for for both sides between Buffalo and uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Look, um, the Jets came out and they got they got Jacob Markstrom. The Flames won five three. Uh, the Sharks obviously lost to Vegas. Uh, look, so we'll, we'll, we'll take a look and see what happens. Still, still rolling in the ducks. We'll start their season tonight when we're filming this against the Vegas golden Knights. What did you know? Quickly, we'll talk about our matchups tonight. The sharks have a ridiculously hard schedule. They've got not, you know, they had the reigning, reigning champs in. Now they got the 2020, uh, 2022 champs coming in, in Colorado, but let's talk about Vegas. They take on Anaheim tonight. Anaheim does sign Zegers. They do get Drysdale this. Both expected to play tonight. What are you expecting from the Golden Knights tonight when we're filming this on Saturday the 14th? I think more the same. I think I don't think they're the type to get too low, but at the same time, they do have this propensity to play down to their opponent. I think Anaheim might be able to catch them a little bit, but at the same time, Vegas, once it finds its game, it seems they're very difficult to play. And I think with Zegers and, and um, Zegers signing late, I yeah. think that's going to affect the team just a little bit in terms of the chemistry wise. I mean, he didn't, yeah. pre- he didn't get the one preseason game, but I mean, it's just one of those things where I think, you know, I think that not having the preseason is a really vital thing. I think, especially late, but I, so timing might be an issue for Anaheim. I think just the weight of seeing everyone else already go on Vegas has already played two games and Anaheim's played none. I think that's yeah. going to play a difference in terms of like game readiness. I think Vegas probably picks up a three-one win. Three-one win. I'm going to see. It could be worse. We'll see. We'll see how much John Gibson holds him in it. And I think you like one thing that I really, you know, we've talked about this a little bit is is you know with teams like they they announce the team and all this and then whatever. Well, well, Vegas is theirs is their second home game. Like they're not doing any of that. They're going to get in. They're going to get their routine. They just get to go out and go play. And so they're going to come in focused, ready to roll. They know their job. And I feel like, you know, Anaheim's going to come in. We're going to make a statement and like come in over and they're just going to get punched in the mouth really quickly by Vegas. And, and the Sharks tonight, they take on the Colorado Avalanche. And and uh, it's, I'm, this is going to be a fun one for, for <laughs> Avalanche fans, I think. The March to 0-10. Oh, you know, bring Celebrini home. Macklin Celebrity, the projected overall number one overall pick, did it play for the San Jose Junior Sharks, our our youth program here in in, in San Jose, um, for two seasons as a, as a sixteen year old, uh, or maybe a fourteen year old, but I forget. So I, I'm all on the bring Celebrini home train. Look, you know, teams that are in last place, they still grab headlines because if you're in the middle, you're kind of like, oh yeah, I forgot they existed, but oh my god, they're in last place. They're gonna be so bad this year. They're gonna grab some headlines here. Could be Nashville, who's just perpetually in the middle. Right, Nashville's perpetually in the middle. 
Buffalo, who's perpetually, you know, Buffalo's younger, but you look at Ottawa, they're slow starts, and they're like, oh, Ottawa's still around. Florida last season, and then until the playoffs, and they made a run. Or you look at, you know, somebody like the Islanders, who it's like, oh, they're doing the same thing, right? No, the structure sure in last place. It's the tank bowl. Like, we're going for Macklin Celebrini. Mm-hmm. Look, it it's works. Gonna... I mean, either first or your last, nowhere in the middle. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. And this year, the San Jose Sharks are going for last. Now, I don't think they're intentionally going last. Look, the Sharks are a deeper team. And from what I saw from them is is they, the forward core is definitely there, to, uh, you know, in terms of depth. Not at center, because now they're without Grandland or Logan Gutcher, who did have a setback. Um, so, you know, uh, we haven't seen who's getting called up just yet. Um, I'll actually jump on cap friendly here really quickly and let's see, let's see if I can, if the Sharks have called anybody up, I don't know who they IR. Like I said, they IR Mikhail Granlund. Um, and, and, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks place Brock McGinn on IR as well. That'll be interesting for tonight. Um, the Sharks. Yeah. It doesn't look like they've moved anybody up just yet via cap friendly, but you know, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, Kevin LeBanc could get back in the lineup, but they're missing a center. But look, I think the Avalanche are going to come in. Georgiev versus Mackenzie Blackwood making his Sharks debut tonight. And I fear for Mackenzie Blackwood's confidence. I mean, he's a confidence-based goalie, and he's going to go against Cam McCarty, Anthony McKinnon, Miko Redson, and Jonathan Druin. Shall I continue? Devon Taves. <laughs> yeah, good luck, Mackenzie. You, you have a heavy task in front of you. Look, he's... He did it with the Devils once and see if he can refine that form. Paul, is there any part of the NHL headline that you want to talk about? Not just the Pacific, but anywhere. Just want to gauge you. You know, it's been a fun week. Lots has happened in the NHL. What's been the, you know, couple things that have stood out to you? Obviously, our focus is on the Knights and the Sharks. But we follow the NHL as a whole. You know, early on, it's just like, seems like there hasn't really been, an out, like, a, outside of Vancouver, no one's really, like, looked like a cup contender. Like the big one was the yeah. Coyotes yesterday was with um the Coyotes with beating the Devils in a shootout. But I don't think the Coyotes are one of those teams that you're gonna be surprised by, but I don't think they make the playoffs. Yeah. I think they're I think they're a fun team. I think they're I think the differentiation <laughs> between fun and good is gonna be yeah. interesting with Logan Cooley. I think that was the biggest takeaway I've had so far and just and I think the Ducks are in that position as well where they're gonna be a fun team. And I think that's going to be the interesting thing to watch tonight is can this fun team yeah. show that they're legit and prove that they're going to make a run at that final playoff spot in the West. Yeah, you you know, I'll take it into the East. You look at Buffalo, right? They're this team that's like, all right, here we go. Like, are you going to make the playoffs this year? You've got Ottawa. All right, here you go. Are you going to make the playoffs this year? Those teams, have, they've got fun rosters. Look at Buffalo. I mean, you got... Jack Quinn will eventually be coming back. Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, Drasper Darlene, uh, Owen Power, Darlene and Power just got paid. Um, like, are you gonna make the playoffs? Like, are you gonna take the jump? But I think as a whole, like you said, you know, Rangers look good against Buffalo, but Boston has looked good against Chicago, but no team has stood out as that hey and we're early on, and eventually we will see those games. You know, there's gonna be the blowouts, there's gonna be the surprise wins. But look, like you said, I think it's interesting to see. Let's see how long it takes for somebody to to get in and, and really kind of establish themselves as we are this cup contending team, right? The expectations, the Oilers, um, the Knights, um, the Kings are trying to do that this year. Avalanche are there. The Stars are there, right? There's all these teams, Penguin or not Penguin, sorry, the Hurricanes, 
and the Devils are there, but neither of those teams really have kind of established themselves. And it could just be some early season, getting some chemistry going and things like that. But it'll be interesting to see what happens this season. Look, the Knights take on the Ducks. You say 3-1 Knights tonight. I'm going to say 5-1 Knights tonight, I think. It's just going to be an absolute drubbing, and I, I fear for John Gibson's confidence more than I fear for Mackenzie Blackwood's confidence tonight. Yeah. It should be a fun one. Paul, the industry zone, we're getting better at it. should be fun. We're still working on our logo, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we've got this uh, all cut up and, and happy for you guys to put out. Paul, plug. Let's plug. What do we got for us? Let's plug well, our got, stuff. Naturally, tonight's – I mean, this is going live as soon as I cut it up, so it's going to it's gonna be on neutrals. It's going to be on the feed literally later today awesome. sweet <laughs> so it's so tonight on the site we're gonna get some stuff about the game itself and then we're looking at we're looking at the the shift in defenseman in terms of Braden pahal who scored his first nhl goal we're gonna hopefully talk to him today at the to get something on him out on sunday and also have a preview of the calgary flames as i continue my previewing the previewing the pacific as the last team in the pacific will be the calgary flames and mostly because i forgot about them Hey, look, Calgary Flames are a good team. No, I just want to. I just want to talk about one thing real quick. Hey, you get to say the Sharks don't have any chance, man. Yeah. How you gonna say they don't have any chance against you know winning the division? I mean, let's pull up your 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 site right now. Uh, you know, if we go to the hockey news, you know, thn.com slash Vegas. Oh wait, that's your site. Yep, we'll go there. I pull up the previewing in Pacific. Here we go. What's his threat for the San Jose Sharks? Pull it up right here. Will they challenge for the Pacific? The word he writes. Not words, word. It's just, nope. The threat level. What threat? How are you going to disrespect my boys like that? Eh, you know, just, you know, it's just, you know, the same. Just developing over time. Look, I agree. There's absolutely zero threat from the Sharks. <laughs> There's no threat. Look, the Sharks are not in a position. If they do become a threat, they're having some sort of season. Like they, there's something going on. Something's in the water out here, and I want to be a part of it. So, uh, look, it'll be it'll be fun. You, is there anything else that you want to plug? Things you're looking forward to? Obviously, I I just plugged your website thn.com/vegas. The the Twitter, you, you tell the boys the, the, the our yeah, fans are lovely fans of the Twitter at Paul Delos underscore, you know, or X based on what you call it. And the big X, thing I'm looking forward Twitter. to is the big the big game already early in the season is Dallas and Dallas and Vegas on Tuesday. Ooh, that's gonna be a fun thirty. So oh. I'll have a preview on that on Tuesday as well. So that, yeah. those, that that's two cup contending teams for the first time this season. I think that we'll really see like a matchup between two teams that you know are gonna be really pushing. And Dallas looks, you know, Matt Duchesne coming in. That's kind of like the un that's like the forgotten move. Like Duchesne is brought in and he solidifies that team defensive or uh, forward depth wise. It should be fun. The Sharks continue their reigning Stanley Cup champion tirade. They eventually will face the Bruins coming up after the uh, Colorado Avalanche. You can find all of your Sharks coverage at THN.com slash San Jose. You can follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at real underscore Max underscore Miller. Uh, or on Instagram at THN Max Miller. Putting out a lot of cool content there, and, and it's been fun. Paul, the neutral zone will get a logo working on it as best I can. I'm talking with people. We're going to get something that looks a little pretty other than our, our, our current logo now, which I don't mind. I like our logo. I can't diss it. It's simple. It's good. And I can't diss my partner in crime here. You made a great logo. Yeah. What are you going to do? Paul, 
Till next time, this has been the Neutral Zone Podcast for Paul De Los Santos. I'm Max Miller. Keep all your news locked here on the Hockey News. Uh, you can find all of the team websites on the hockeynews.com. And we look forward to bringing you all the coverage this season. And uh, we'll see what happens tonight with the Knights and the Ducks and the Sharks and the Avalanche. We'll talk to you guys next week.